All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed your biz more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hey, so this episode is so much fun. I have a guest today, Jill Schroyer. She is so awesome. I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. We're talking all about boundaries, but not just that. She has like the simplest, most succinct formula to put up boundaries. I love it because I've never really thought it through this way. It's such a great conversation. She gives you scripts and so many great examples personally and in your business. So make sure you tune in here. But let me just tell you a little bit about her. Jill Schroyer is the CEO and founder of Expedition HR. She loves living in the mountains of Park City with her husband and two kids. She's a fluent Spanish speaker, avid skier, rescue pet advocate, and a self-proclaimed professional sticky situation solver. Jill has over 20 years of human resources experience across three industries and is the best-selling author of the book, Conquer Sticky Situations, which she's going to tell us all about for which she delivers training, speaking engagements about what often holds us back from conquering the sticky situations in our lives, incorporating her five-step formula for handling tough talks. All right. So listen carefully, jump in, ask questions, make sure to connect with her, and I'll see you on the other side. Bye-bye. Hello, friends. You are going to love our guest today and our topic today. Welcome, Jill Schroyer. I am so excited for us to finally actually do this. I know we've been talking for a while. We got to know each other on an online group. So welcome. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. So in this group, uh, I think when we were chatting and you've just been so extremely helpful and supportive... But, you know, sometimes you'll be writing back and forth and, and you'll be like, yeah, I'll just get back to you. You know, I'm hiking today or uh, yeah, I'm skiing today. And I was like, I am so jealous. What are you? This is like amazing. Your lifestyle is awesome. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? And then when I was kind of like looking through, I mean, I know all about you, but looking through your bio and your site, I feel like you sort of used your lifestyle as a metaphor for your business in terms of like the mountain expedition guide and stuff. So um, tell us a little bit about that and how that maybe came together. Awesome. Happy to. So I grew up in New England, so I've always been a fan of skiing. And so kind of in a nutshell, I finished college and knew I wanted to ski bigger mountains than we had back east. And we never really had a chance to vacation out west. So I said, I'm just going to move out somewhere and found out the Olympics were coming to Utah. And so I hustled on out to Utah before the 2001 Olympics. And um Yeah. So I basically moved out to ski bigger mountains. You know, I like to say, oh, I came out for a job or a career, but no, I just came out for the skiing and um, never left. And so from there, just kind of got going with my career in human resources. And that kind of brought me into everything I'm doing now. But when I started the business, I thought I... I, I 
can't can't not bring the mountains into the theme of my business. And I kind of thought, well, what I do really is guide clients to kind of what I call their summit to meet their goals because HR needs to support like business goals. And so I thought Expedition HR feels like a great fit. Like I'm their mountain guide and essentially I'm keeping them going on the right path, keeping them from walking off the edge into a crevasse, which could be a lawsuit or high turnover with their employees. And so I guide them on the right path to not only meet their goals, but also to have a really solid HR foundation along the way, which really supports everything in the business, especially the people side. I love that. Guide them to their summits. That's so cool. I love that. How you, I, get, I was actually like visualizing that when you said that. So I know you're the queen of HR and you provide such great services for your clients, but specifically you help them with these sticky situations. Can you give us an example of like, what is that? So like when, what would be really relevant to entrepreneurs listening to this? Yeah. So sticky situation. First of all, I describe when you get in a sticky situation, you feel like feelings of unease, dread. Maybe you're not sleeping at night. Maybe you have anxiety. Um, So those are the feelings that come from a sticky situation. And sticky situations I see in small business or medium-sized business is perhaps someone with a hygiene issue and the business owner does not even know what to say, what not to say, so they don't say anything. Um, Or you're having an issue, say you're a really small business, maybe a solopreneur or a couple contractors, and you have a vendor who's not working out, or maybe one of your contractors isn't working out, and it's been going on, and let's say in January, you know it's not working out, but all of a sudden it's April, and you haven't said anything, and you're still paying them. There's a sticky situation because it's causing you feelings of dread to address it. Got it. I, I feel like we can all relate to that, especially when you said the one about hygiene, not that I have anybody with a hygiene problem, but there are those really weird things you're like, is it PC to say this? I think with all the woke stuff too right now, I get very nervous about like, what, what am I allowed to say? What should I not allowed to say? What can I get sued for? You know, like, well, I don't know. There's just, it is, it's a sticky situation. It's very like, it's a little bit, it's very uncomfortable because you really just don't know, like, in you know, what, what is the right, true, quote unquote, right or correct way to handle this. That's so, yeah. yeah. Well, in one point about what you just said too, if you have contractors, you have a lot more freedom with, you know, hey, you're not working out, you need to move on. And even how you talk to them, there's a lot less legal things to worry about. But once you have W-2 employees on payroll, you're exactly right, Merdu. Like you have to be so careful, especially 15 or more employees because a lot of the laws kick in then. You have to be so careful with what you say because that person could be in a protected class. But let's face it, we have these in personal life, at work, whether they're a contractor or employee, they're all sticky situations. And yeah, there might be legal repercussions in what we say, but bottom line, I think we all need help just just being human about it and having a conversation that's effective. Absolutely. And I imagine that when we sit in this worry state, right, you'd be like, I don't really know how to address this. Now this is impacting everything, right? You're feeling overwhelmed. You're stressed out about it. We're anxious. Maybe you're like, do I give them more work? And I could, you know, all of that. So how does that really impact day-to-day life, productivity, just like how we're managing our businesses and our lives? That's a great question. And it affects everything. And that's why I love this work because 
in business, you know, as a business owner, if you're dealing with something like this, gosh, I'd be, I'd be very surprised if pretty much everything wasn't being affected, especially your productivity, how much you're getting done, because your brain space is so cluttered from this issue. So having what we talked about, a formula to get through it will just free you from, you know, getting um, just losing all productivity for the day, the week, the month. Um, so I, I really think it affects everything and it's going to flow into your personal life. So you're having an issue with one of your employees and you go home at night and sitting with your family at dinner. I would be surprised again, if you're not a little bit stressed or short with them because this is weighing you down. So it's kind of like a domino effect if you don't address it. Yeah, no, definitely. I could definitely see it. Yeah, it weighs on you. It's so heavy. Um, it's exhausting. I feel like it's like really exhausting to have to put your mental energy towards this situation or multiple situations at time, you know, and just, it takes you away from the focus of like actually growing your business. So um, yeah. So listen closely, ladies, if this is, if you've been in the, find yourself in this situation at all. So you mentioned the formula, which is why I'm so excited to jump into this and really talk about these boundaries and how we put these boundaries up, you know, at work, uh, at home as well. But, and, and I talk a lot about boundaries on this podcast, but the distinction here is really that you have a formula, you have a process <laughs> and I'm excited to jump into that. So could you maybe just start from the top? Like we'll walk through you know, step-by-step step, and I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll have questions around the, along the way. Absolutely. I love talking about this formula. Um, I've had so many people come to me and say, this was it. This was that thing that now made it so I don't dread whatever I have to address. Um, like anything with productivity, like, like you said, we're having a system just makes it easier on the brain. So it starts with a five-step formula. And then I fold in what I call the three-prong approach to the formula. I know that sounds complicated and fancy, but I'll break it all down. So the five-step formula is really the key piece of it all. And it starts with saying thanks. So I'll list the steps first, and then I'll kind of give you a little uh, detail on each. So say thanks. The second step is why. The third step is what. The fourth step is how. And the fifth step is thanks again. So essentially, okay. thanks is, like yeah, that. exactly. Like, so thanks, yeah. why, what, how, thanks again. Okay. So the idea, I'm a big fan of gratitude. In, in my book, Conquer Sticky Situations, I talk a lot about gratitude and it folds into everything in personal life at work. And if you kind of adopt a mentality of gratitude, it's going to make my formula easier, but I guarantee it'll be more effective. So starting with thanks, I'll, also, I'll give you an example of, Hey, you know, we're doing thanks for sitting down with me today. Simple as that. And step two is the why. This is the most important piece. And so it's getting out what the issue is. Like, let's say you're talking with a vendor and you say, I'm reaching out to you because our arrangement is no longer working out and I'm going to end it as of today. That's the why. And okay. step three is what. So what I never recommend is giving like 10 reasons why for anything, you know, or elaborating on step two, the why. Instead, just list, I say, one to three key things to support that why. So say if it's a vendor, say a couple of the reasons um, for this separation are because I'm not getting the deliverables in time, in the time I need them. And second of all, I think the rate you're charging is um, higher than in the market. So I'm, I'm going to look elsewhere for the services. 
And then the fourth step, how, is kind of how you're going to close things out. So let's keep going with that maybe vendor example and say, okay, so if you can bill me for everything owed to date, if you want to send that to me this week, I'll be sure to get it paid by end of the month or whenever it's due. And then at the end, you say, thanks again for taking a minute to have this conversation. Maybe you say, I've appreciated the work you've done for me. You don't have to say the good work. You could just say, I've appreciated the work you've done. I appreciate the work you've done. And then say, do you have any questions? And that's it. So that's the formula. And when I, when I talk about this three-prong approach, this is just helpful ways to go about those five steps. So those three prongs are simple straightforward, and human-centered. So as you're going through the five steps, if you're always thinking, am I being simple? Am I being straightforward? And am I being human-centered? So we can kind of go back through and first step, thanks for sitting down with me. That's simple. It's just a quick sentence. And step two, the why, get it out in one sentence. And don't, so what you don't want to do is, so I want to kind of talk to you because maybe things um, maybe aren't working out. I mean, sometimes some things have been going well, but some things aren't and some things are not working out. So that's why I'm going to, you know, you see how that gets super confusing. And so not only being simple with your why, but also being straightforward, like don't dance around it. Like, well, you've been doing really good work. You know, last couple months were great, but you know, sometimes I feel like you're not giving me what I need. That's just everyone's going to be confused about what's going on. So in one sentence, it's so wishy-washy. Yes. And it's, and I can totally see me or other people doing like women, especially I think do that because it's like, we're kind and we're nurturers and we want to always, you know, set someone up for success as well. But so it sounds like at this point, Jill, you already have made that decision. I think this is, I think this is what you're saying. Before you have this conversation, you have to have already made the decision of, I want to end this relationship or change it because if you don't, then you come, I think that that's why you come into it. So wishy-washy, right? It's like, it's almost like if you haven't made the decision ahead of time, it's almost like you're coming in more for compromising or negotiation or having a conversation versus like, I've made this decision and this is why. Is that right? Yes. And I love that you've called that out. It's funny in the book, I have this section, like no one to hold them, no one to fold them mm-hmm. because sometimes it's just not worth it. Like you just, some relationships you can just walk away from, you know, don't bother stressing yourself out over this, but yes, typically it's either you're ending some sort of relationship at work personally, or you've decided something needs improvement and you've buttoned up what that thing is. And now you're here to say it. So yeah, there is some pre-work, which we can also talk about. Yeah. And then I also, what I feel like I'm hearing, because this is the type of thing I'm picturing if I had to type this out in an email, I'd probably first do my first draft, which is totally not straightforward, which is going to have all my reasons of here's why. And then I need to go do a second draft to be like, okay, let me pull all this stuff out. And then I probably do a third draft or something. You know, I just need to really call it down because I tend to like put all the stuff in that you said, don't do, you know, first, and then kind of go back and see it. And so I sort of feel like if for me anyway, if I took out the emotional side of it, I mean, and again, it's human centered. So it's not that there's no emotion, but all of that, like that great, all that, that stuff that I'm, you know, all that resistance, all that just stuff in there. If I took that out and just got straight forward, that's, this is really where we want to end up. Like, would you say that it takes a couple rounds sometimes? Absolutely. And that's part of the prong of being simple is I always say, 
just like you do, Merdu, like write it all out, get all your anger, your emotion on, get it all out. And then the process of like cleaning it up happens. And I almost feel like it's like the stages of grief. You have to have like, get everything out on paper and, or type it out. And then you kind of whittle it down. I always say, take out filler words, take out extra reasons, even if they're all good reasons, take some out and then make sure that there's no question as to what you want to happen. And that's in that how step is be very clear like this vendor it you have decided they can't say oh but I want to keep working with you you know we've look what I've done for you just like you said if you get wishy-washy there um, it's like setting a boundary which I'm sure we'll chat about too if you get wishy-washy the conversation is just going to fall flat and it's you're going to have to do it again (laughs) so why put all the stress into it um yeah I have a quick story I worked in this I'd love to hear it in this place where um, we were on an HR team and one of the girls on our team was very, you know, just blunt, which isn't a bad thing to be really like straightforward, but there was an issue with some of the managers and the way she handled them. And like I say, this was in an HR department within a workplace. And I had some managers come to me because I was um, kind of higher level in the department than her. And they said, hey, can you talk to her about this? You know, she's just not effective in the way she's talking to us. And so I met with her and just you kind of use this formula and said, hey, you know, this is what's been happening Um, we just want to be careful the way we speak to them. I gave her some examples. She said, that's fine and good, but I'm just brutally honest. And I said, look, I'm not trying to change you who you are as a person. I would never change that. Being brutally honest in the workplace is not effective. So let's be straightforward and honest if something needs to be said, but brutally honest is, is not effective. So we had kind of gave some more examples, but that's what I always like to describe straightforward as it's, Honest, professional, and kind, and not brutally honest. That's such a good distinction. <laughs> That's such a good distinction because you're right. Because I think some people are hearing this as that, you know, tell them exactly what. And I think, again, that brutally honest probably brings more of the emotion into it, you know? Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, no, that's such a good distinction. So what, if, okay, so I had this, now this is making me think of um, such a funny, kind of bizarre story, but I had a, not, it's not someone I'm working with, but a client who hired me to coach with her. And she had another coach she was still paying. Um, and she signed up for a year, a year of coaching with her in the contract, right? But she was not getting what she needed. And then she joined me. It was just so bizarre. But anyway, and she's asking me what to do. And I wish I had you at that point. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I don't really know legally what you can do. I was like, but you know, my, my recommendation at the time was, you know, it's kind of similar. Here's why it's not working. Here's what I expected. Here's why it's not working. I'll pay you for the next, let's say two months, you know, and then get out of that because she was, she was bound to this contract to pay her for a year and she still had like eight more months or something. Um, And I don't know if this is the right place for this conversation. Maybe it's way bigger than this, but what do you do in those types of situations when there is a binding or, you know, a contract or an agreement in place, but it's not working out with that person? Yeah. That can still flow through this process, which is kind of what triggered me to write this because I kind of thought the same thing. Well, maybe this doesn't apply. And then I started going through scenarios, which I I have a ton of examples in the book at life and um, at work. And it works for everything. It's crazy. So something like that, obviously, there's some reality that maybe this person actually signed a contract. But um, and I'll just kind of kind of try and go through it here. She could 
consider saying like, hey, thanks for the coaching you've given me to date. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm concerned about our ongoing agreement because I don't feel like I'm getting the results I was promised. I would like to ask you to make an exception to the contract we have and cancel it effective at the beginning of, you know, next month. Okay. I love that. And then say, um, I appreciate you listening to my concerns. Do you have any questions? And, you know, then from there, it, there may need to be a follow-up, but just being really like, instead of saying, oh, I signed a contract, it can't, you know, and I, I've gotten really, um, you know, just as I've kind of aged and gotten better at all of those tough conversations. And I just had one recently um, with some insurance on one of our devices. And I kept getting this one answer that was just not acceptable. And finally, I just said, I understand what you're saying. Thank you for explaining that. I appreciate all your time. That's not an acceptable solution. Here's two ways that we can move forward. Which one of these is going to work? And then they went off and got their manager and we got one of them to work. Um, so it, it's kind of like you have to have some ideas in mind maybe, but, and then, you know, be willing to maybe be a little flexible in that situation. Did that help Madhu answer the that question? Totally helped. Like there's your verbiage. <laughs> I'm like, I have to go back, listen to the recording and write that down because it is, it was so succinct and yet so kind, so collaborative, you know, and it would make me think like if I received that, I wouldn't want to work with that person, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to work with someone who was that unhappy with me. I would want to end it. And again, if there was like, okay, I'll pay a month or two, you know what? It's not like tomorrow. Um, but the way you just said it was like perfect. It was perfect. Yeah, that was great. That was so And that's helpful. the key is the how is kind of being ready with, may I propose two ways that we yeah. can like kind of move forward from this contract? You know, I can pay, you know, let's just say it was right now. Can we, can I stop paying as of May 1st? Or I'd be willing to p- start paying as of June 1st because right. I understand your contract or something. Got it. Okay, awesome. So how would this, I mean, I assume this can apply to personal life as well, right? You're using these same boundaries, the same kind of formula, whether it's like with your kids or your mother-in-law or your friend or whoever. Do you, can you think of a situation where you've used it in your personal life? Definitely. So I I give a bunch of examples in the book. So I'll kind of use one of those if it's okay, because I feel like the ones I had a whole bunch of them and I whittled it down. I have 10 total like paragraphs of work examples of sticky situations, mainly performance. And then I have a bunch of life ones. So one of them I like is about borrowing things. And um, because, you know, I always joke that there's certain people, I call them the borrowers. We all have them in our lives and they're just always asking to borrow things. And I don't mind with certain people, but that I find is something that needs to be addressed in a lot of people's lives. So do you want me to run through like a yeah, yeah, what it would it. sound like? So it could say, so let's say it's um, just a friend of yours who continually borrows stuff. So you could say, hey, thanks for taking a minute to have the conversation. I want to talk to you today about borrowing my things. You've borrowed my pink blouse on last Thursday and Yesterday, you just asked me if you could borrow one of my dresses for an event you have next month. Um, Last time you borrowed things from me, you returned them with stains and I had to go get them dry cleaned. This has happened more than once. So I'm not no longer going to be able to lend you clothes. Thanks so much for being willing to talk with me about this. Do you have any questions? Or you could change it to say, you know, I'm willing to lend you things in the future. 
I do expect them to be clean and dry cleaned before returning them. If not, I would expect a replacement for my item. So that's kind of a close example, kind of a a lighter example. But, um, you know, say you have some gear, like, you know, say you have paddle boards or something and people found out you had those and you could definitely say use kind of the same type of formula. Like Mm -hmm. I'm willing to lend these to you. I do use them a lot. So I'd be willing to lend them to you once every few weeks. Um, And then another interesting thing, if people, if someone in your personal life is is doing that kind of borrowing thing, you can also in the how say, hey, would you want to get the name of the person I bought this from? I'd love to connect you with them. That's like a very, I mean, it's direct, but it sends the message like, hey, stop borrowing my, you know, clothes, paddleboard, car, whatever the thing is. I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait to read this book because so I confessed to you before we got on that I have, so I have it. Everyone's got to get your book. It's on my, I have it on my Kindle. It's just like, I have a couple books I had of it that I'm reading, but I can't wait to read it because yeah, these are, these are valuable and relevant to every day experience. I think there's on the daily, there's some type of, there's always boundary setting going on all the time. And this would be so helpful again, just to use that formula. And I think just to really role play this and like think about it and put some, just put some thinking time towards it. Even write out a couple scripts. I think that'd be so helpful because when the time comes often I'm like tongue tied, I don't know how to say it, but if I could really just like read, you know, read your scripts and practice them a little bit or just have it in my back of my head, like what I want to say, it's going to be really, really, really helpful. Well, you touched on one of the key pieces is practice. Yeah. Like write it out and then say it. And some people say, oh, it's going to sound so scripted. And I say, well, would you rather deal with the situation or worry about it sounding scripted? They're like, well, I want to deal with it. I said, well, you can't have both. You've got to go into it knowing exactly what you're going to say and stick to it. So, Yeah. Awesome. All right. This is, this is great. I'm so excited to use this. I think everybody listening can use this. Tell us where, where we can get your book, what it's called, where we can find you about your jumpstart, everything. Tell us everything. Great. So the book is Conquer Sticky Situations, and it can be found on Amazon and other fine retailers like Barnes and Noble and um, like local bookstores have it. Um, I know where I am, so it it can be found really anywhere. But I would say Amazon's probably the best place. And if someone out there is thinking, gosh, I need HR and I like the formula, I need to deal with employees, we offer what we call the HR Jumpstart Program. What this is, is a total of 14 months of HR support, starting with eight weeks of foundational HR training to set you up with your own in-house HR department. It's not outsourced HR. We're teaching you how to do it. And then we support you for 12 months with things that come up. And mainly it's sticky situations. I just had a couple come up with clients and it just, it will set you up with a foundation. You will be in a much better place but the reality is things come up. So the jumpstart is kind of the whole package, the training and ongoing support. And you can find out more at expeditionhr.com or feel free to email me, jill at expeditionhr.com. That is so valuable, especially the that ongoing support, because I feel like this is never a one and done. You know, every time you think you're over, then like another situation comes up and another one comes up. So that value is immense. Yeah, and and the we value can't teach it dropped, all, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the value you dropped today was immense. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy that we connected both professionally and personally. I can't wait to see how uh, we continue to collaborate, but I just really want to thank you for sharing your time and your wisdom with my audience. 
Thank you so much for doing it. It was my pleasure. All right, sweet friends. I hope you loved that episode and found a tremendous value from it. I know I did. If you like what you've heard, you're seriously going to love my emails. And if you're not on my list, oh my gosh, what are you waiting for? Sign up at lifeisorganized.com forward slash best week. You'll quickly see why so many amazing women who are juggling it all are showing up week after week. You'll get tips about getting control of your time, your energy, your thoughts. You'll be entertained. And you'll also get a personal behind the scenes look into my world that I do not share anywhere else. So come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash best week. You'll also get your free training. Turn your scattered week into a structure you can stick to for women business owners who look put together, but don't feel that way. Thanks for showing up today. And I will catch you next time on Productivity on Purpose.